Welcome to the Love Cars On The Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars On The Grid, your global motorsport roundup. It's actually a really exciting weekend considering there's no proper racing going on and I don't mean to be disrespectful about anyone that was racing last weekend. But there's a bit uh, of the uh, one news. What are you interrupting me for? Yeah. Doing an intro. And, and is it someone's birthday today, Paul? Well, it, might, it might be. It might be a birthday. <laughs> and for those who are listening the traditional way, I've got a, a little pink hat on and a banner behind me on my mirror that got slagged off last week. Oh, yeah, your mirror, someone, someone commented below. I like that. More <laughs> comments below about Paul's We love mirror. the comments. And how old are we today then, Paul? Well, you know, you've got to tell us, you know, was it 40 now or what? 39? Oh, I wish. Well, I'll tell you, my head feels like I'm 22. My back feels like I'm 72, but I'm in the middle. Someone... Am I in the middle? Is my maths any good? I'm 52. 52 probably not though. probably not well congratulations time, time thank you very much time to move on very swiftly i think and guess who's back yes. lewis is back i've been gone on now i'm back there was a big controversy this well, weekend because the first time he's broke his social media silence over the weekend he's back, he's back, back. in the grand canyon i mean how i don't know he's in the grand canyon it's not really back unless he's been there before i don't really i presume it means he's going to come back racing but it's, it's a bit of a vague teaser isn't it to be honest yeah. Classic I, bit of Lewis teasing, but I think uh, that's a that's a strong indication that he's going to be on the grid. Uh, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I'm, there, I'm, there's no question about that, in my opinion. And as long as it, someone, as long as someone's not on the pit lane, I think yeah. I, I still think you know if, if Massey stays on, you know I don't think you know I, I mean everyone seems to like Massey, and you know I'm sure he'll be working for the FIA, but I just think because of what happened, even if he's a lovely bloke and everything went fine, they just got to. Okay, go sit over there for a year, Massey. You know, you could be a, another job. You know, let's just put someone else in the front line so that. Uh, Massey, I mean, there's so many, there's so many really like... angry fans. You know, oh, no. if Massey's there, they'll all be putting banners up, and the sport just needs him to be put sideways for a while. Well, on Twitter, there are lots of people saying they're going to boycott Formula One, which I don't. I don't think people will because it's, it, mm. there is still such an allure there. And if you're a Lewis fan and Lewis is racing, what do you do? <laughs> you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face. And as frustrating as it is, is, and there's no question, everybody agrees that he made a mistake. I think he's got to go. You think he's got to go. I think the uh, lion's share of people do. But it'd be interesting what Bin Sully... Sully well, Bin Sulayim, right? Bin Sulayim. But I mean, again, he's, you know, we're all waiting. I mean, the rallying hasn't got a director yet. They've already started the Monte Carlo rally. Formula One hasn't got a director publicised yet. And he's busy. He's gone off and set up all these committees because he's... I hate this word as well. He's... he's um creates these key elements in his roadmap. I hate that word, roadmap. I don't know why I hate roadmap. It's a plan. What's wrong with the word plan? Was it Trump that started roadmaps when he was invading somewhere or another? I don't know where this word roadmap came from. I mean, a roadmap is a roadmap. A plan is a plan. So, yeah, but if you anyway. say, no, you get your ducks in a row, you're making a roadmap. I don't know. I don't, it's I a plan, don't, I don't, right? I don't, I'm a plan. lover, not a hater. I don't hate anyway. anything. Bin Salehem's plan is set up three working groups now, a CEO recruitment group, a governance review recruitment, a financial review group, working groups. And, um, I mean, we all know what groups take. They take months to do anything, you know. And it's, I mean, OK, he wants to reorganise the FA. He's looking for a CEO, that's the first thing. And funny enough, what I like... Um, one person on the CEO recruitment working group is one of the FIA vice presidents by the name of Fabiana Ecclestone, 
who's from Brazilian, Brazilian's representative, uh, happens to be married to some bloke called Bernie. Well, if she's looking for a CEO for Formula One, I know the perfect person, your husband. <laughs> Get Bernie back. <laughs> Hey, doesn't Bernie um, have the birthday day after you? Am I right in that? He's, he's 10 around, years older. Yeah, later October, yeah, 10 years older, yeah. No, 20 years older. Derek Bell's 10 years older. Wow. Bernie Eccles is 20 years older. But so anyway, he's, whole... he's, he's recreated the re stuff for the FIA, but uh, nothing what we what the fans all want to hear, no news on that. It's not the reshuffle, it's the no news. He has, to, why is it taking so long? We, you know, we're already into February, well into February, February the 7th, quite a monumental day, if you didn't know. Um, but we're, <laughs> we're very well into the year. And to say they're not going to announce it until just before um, the first race Hello. of the season is, is ludicrous. And it's, it's, I think it's insulting to everybody involved in the sport and all the fans as well. First new car launch, has sort of launched some photos, but yep. we don't think the cars will actually look like. I do like, they are smooth looking cars except for that wing. And I'm still, I'd love to get hold of Pat Simmons, who's the aerodynamicist that's been working with Ross Braun and created this formula. That, because when we had ground effect, I raced Formula One and ground effect, you know, 70s, 80s, the designers were almost going to no front wings. We had tiny little tabs to get more air. So when they talked about ground effect coming back, I assumed the wings would finally look smaller, but instead they're bigger than ever. And again, I hate the fact they go to the outside of the wheels because I think they look much prettier. A, they'll get hit in the first corner and then fiberglass, carbon fiber everywhere. And I think they'd look so much better if the wing end plates was on the inside of the front wheels. But they're ugly, great front wings. Whereas the rest of the car, I think it looks gorgeous. I do think they look good. And hopefully they'll be able to follow each other and race they're well. Big cars now. Uh, Tiff did an amazing yeah, video on, on the main YouTube channel. Uh, with the Rolls-Royce Phantom, which is a huge car, probably yeah. one of the biggest production cars in the world. And it was fascinating what you said on there. The same, the same length. floor plan, the same dimension, length. length and width as a Formula One car. A Rolls-Royce Phantom, one of the biggest cars you can possibly imagine. They're big cars now. But it does, I agree, the Haas car looks uh, exceptionally good. Um, but there's apart not from the nose, that much the else. Yeah, apart from the nose. But the rear wings are quite interesting as well because you think they've got to... They've clearly got to create downforce, but also reduce drag. So it's always getting that yeah, balance right, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Of course, um, we can't see them when they come out of Spain, because that's one thing the Formula One have done. They're hiding in Spain when they first tested a couple of weeks' time. But never mind. <laughs> anyway. well, you, you know another thing as well, Tiff. You know the the wings that are on there and all the little bits of aero, they're going to change when it comes well, yeah, to the testing the anyway, because out. they're not going to show the world what really it's going to be with all the little bits of uh, aero and stuff. So Anyway... Good as your birthday for you has been today. Someone had a fantastic birthday yesterday. His 17th birthday, Zach O'Sullivan, won yeah, the Autosport, the Aston Martin Autosport BRDC Awards. Uh, it was fantastic news for him. It's actually fantastic news for British motorsport because he was the, an outsider. Everyone was raving about you know, Ollie Behrman. I was saying this, Johnny Edgar. They've both been winning Formula 4 championships in Germany and Italy. In fact, neither. But they're all carters. They've all done the European, German, Italian karting. And when Zach O'Sullivan, without as much money or backing, he just stayed in Britain. He did Formula 4 and they did Formula 3. He won the Formula 3 championship last year, age 16. And it's a great fillet for, um, for Jonathan Palmer, really, because he's created... He kept Formula 3 going as a British Formula 3 championship, then told by the FIA, you've got to call it GB3, which he did. Um, and then he's created GB4 for next season. And they're about half the price of, of the F4 that's in the, in the Toka Championship, which is a really expensive formula. And I think, you know, the, 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 the feeling is, I mean, I know Karun Chanduk, I spoke to about the Formula 4 cars, how the budgets are going up for the BTC Formula 4 package. 
And he was saying, well, Tiff, you know, we've got to compete with the Italians and the Germans to get the young drivers to come and bring their budget to Britain. Because Britain, British Formula 3 used to be the leading Formula 3, you know, Chico Serret and Senna, they all came to Britain to do Formula 3. So that's fantastic. And Zach O'Sullivan, who hasn't had the huge budget to go off into the continent, has claimed this award, you know, having only raced in Britain up until now. And so hopefully that'll be a thing for the future, that um, there'll be more trust in, in the value of doing GB3 and GB4 with, with smaller budgets to prove how good you are uh, to get the attention of, of, of people for the future. So. Great news for British single-seater racing and for Zach O'Sullivan in particular. Well, that sounds really positive. Do you know what Zach's going to do next year? Has he got already confirmed seats? Yes, yeah, Formula he... 3 with Carlin. Carlin did the GB3 car. And uh, he's, he's got a Williams, um, I don't know, Williams Junior. I'm not quite sure. He's, he's associated with Williams, which is nice. They recognise how talented he is. But I, I'm surprised. I thought, you know, Ollie Behrman, you know, he's done so well. He won the uh, F4 in Italy and Germany. So this kid that's won two continental championships got overshadowed by the, the British GB3 champion. So it's, it's good one up for British motorsport and Jonathan Palmer's single-seater series. Very good. Good, good news to hear. And, and a couple of other awards. Um, uh, some Dutch bloke got International Driver of the Year. So Did he? Who was that? Yeah. But more importantly, Ash Sutton got National Driver of the Year. Well yeah. done, Ash. Ash, he's brilliant. Good, it's uh, normally it's it's one of those predictable things. It's like the touring car champion everywhere wins national every year wins the national driver of the year. Not diminishing though, Ash. It's still a great achievement. Before we move on to the race of champions, I got something very special to show anyone oh. watching on YouTube. So Oliver, who you know very well, he's just gone because he doesn't want to be on here. Ten years old, and he's baked me himself all on his own this birthday cake. <laughs> How good is that? Is, I'm so... is there enough chocolate on it, Paul? Have well, you got enough chocolate on the cake there? You're only 52 once, Tiff. So, so uh, <laughs> well done, Ollie. Chocolate birthday cake made by my 10 year old son, Oliver. So, race of champions. And surely this. Yeah. We talk about Lewis Hamilton as being a goat and Sebastian Vettel and uh, Ayrton Senna and all these Formula One drivers. But my goodness, what has he achieved? This little race? French bloke, Loeb, Seb Loeb, simple little name. Um, did you watch? I, I, I find this our racing show. It's a funny thing. It's a I TV like it. I enjoy it. Do you, I, I mean, <laughs> when it started, Michel Mouton began it, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, the Canary Islands, I think. It was, there was a seriously scary stage down a valley in the, in the outdoors, you know, and that was really impressive. And they brought it indoors, these stadium events where they go round and round. And it's so same, same, same. I mean, dear old Jack Nichols, you know, the former, he was the commentator, and he tries to big it up, but... It's just every event. And, of course, one lap's quicker than the other. And he yeah. kept on saying, of course, he's now got the quicker second lap. Yeah, we know that, Jack. All right. But <laughs> Harry, my son, we were watching it, and we worked out that at the end of the first lap, you got a two-second lead, that would be enough to win it. Yeah. But if it was a one-second lead, it would be neck and neck of the finish. We worked out that thing. But Jack just kept on saying, he's now on the quicker lap. <laughs> I mean... I don't know, but it also being in, in the snow, it was so slow. You know, they haven't got any real speed. I mean, it's fascinating. What I love about it is just seeing all these great stars getting together, having a laugh. Exactly. Um, and that's what I like about it. The actual action's a bit same, 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 a bit dull. But, you know, to see, what was it, Petra and his son, Ollie, uh, who won the Nations Cup for, for Norway on the Saturday, that was a wonderful combination. 
and beating them, coming second of the final, quite surprised, Colton Herter and Jimmy Johnson. I mean, Jimmy's done a lot of these. I think it's Colton's first one over in America. Yeah, showing up a lot of Scandinavians and Finns and doing on an amazing ice, job. The, yeah, on the snow. Colton Herter. If, if there's going to be an American Grand Prix driver the next two or three years or four, it's Colton Herter. He's okay, an outstanding heard talent. We heard it here first. Um, then for Germany, it was a nice twist for the German team for the, the Nations Cup because Sebastian Vettel had Mick Schumacher. And of course, when Sebastian first in Racing Champions, he had Michael Schumacher as his senior. So little Sebastian oh, Vettel brilliant. joined Michael Schumacher. And that was the other way around. Um, Britain had the wonderful David Coulthard, always entertaining. And he's just a lovely bloke. And he's still quick. You know, he comes out every year, does this race of champions. Well, you're still quick. And, and you're um, a lot older than these. Well, yeah. <laughs> But he had Jamie Chadwick. Jamie Chadwick came in to represent Britain, and she had a, she had a bit of a mixed day, poor girl, because um, it is so slow. And she had a really embarrassing, she had like a five mile an hour crash in the Porsches, uh, which knocked us out of the Nations Cup. And then, I mean, I've been off into the sandbanks when I went into Norway to those Porsches, and with this light front end, unless you've got the flick into a hairpin, she doesn't have a plow understeer, and you sort of if you kick it too much on the throttle, you'll just spin it straight away. And so she just had this sort of five mile an hour pathetic looking, but it's so hard, it looks so silly. But I know, I felt so for it because I've been in there, you know. In this uh, snowbank, then, not the sandbank. But then, she, but then she beat Mick Schumacher into buggies, so she had one up, but then she again ended up in the sandbank for her um, individual race. What did I say? The no sandbank. No sandbank. <laughs> but it was on a beach. That's what confused me. It was on a Swedish beach. That's, it didn't look very beach like, I admit. But then she ended up. And again, she made a tiny error, which I sort of analysed being the commentator. Because she was really good. She was using the handbrake, a little rally car. But she was on a bit of a Scandi flick to turn right. But the car was turning left. And she just pulled the handbrake a fraction of a second too early before the car was beginning to turn right. So, of course, that turned her more left and boom, into the snowbank again. Um, anyway, she was great to see her there. Emma Koberlein and another W Series woman. She was out there with um, with Mika Hakkinen. Always good to see him back. The Finnish team. Helio Castroneves, that name you can never forget. Helio Castroneves, <laughs> winner of the Indy 500, more recently straight from the 24 Hours of Daytona, and also uh, known as Thingy to his mates. Thingy. So lots of stars. It is lovely to see him relax and come over and do those sort of events. But um, yeah, funny well, old yeah, he's always quick, isn't he? You know, yeah. well, he got beaten by Gamer, whose name I have forgotten. Sorry, Gamer. <laughs> the very first race, a Gamer beat him in a rally car who'd never been out rallying in, in his life. He'd just been in a mate. I mean, some of these gamers, they do have this skill to just jump from a simulator into the real thing and do amazingly well, you know. So, um, amazing. So, so but Loeb, well, lots, Loeb lots, the goat. Yeah, Sebastian Loeb. I mean, it's just, you know, to go from the the sands of Saudi Arabia to finish second in the Dakar to then win that, winning that Monte Carlo rally, you know, where he hasn't done a rally for a year or more. And then to come and, you know, I mean, he just looks so good on the, yeah. you know, every race. Just, he is, he is the, oh, the goat. I think, you know, he'd be done for, he's done Le Mans, finished second at Le Mans. He's won four international GT races. So he's done a lot on tarmac and uh, probably a well, bit too old now for getting back into the full on. Well, Especially. you know what? He's won pretty much everything. Uh, and yeah. uh, Caterham told me that they've got a few guest drives this year for the 420, the top, like, you know, proper, faster race cars. I wonder if he fancies <laughs> coming and having a race with us. No. <laughs> well, you know, Caterham 420. He's probably seen the sort of driving standards of some Caterham drivers. 420 is a different, the, the proper guys. <laughs> ben Collins is going to come and drive this year. 
uh, apparently. Um, so anyway, so yeah, anyway, I enjoyed stuff. the racing, racing champions. champions. Entertaining, funny old weekend, but yeah, good stuff. Repetitive <laughs> racing, but uh, good to see them all. Can I talk about uh, entertainment? Can I talk about? I've never seen such a small circuit with such big cars racing around as oh, the, the Bush Clash last week. <laughs> Crikey! The NASCAR. Weird. It was. It was a Bush Clash, was it? The yeah, LA it happens every year. It's a big tradition. It's the, it's the sort of franchise owners opening season party. It's always been at Daytona before, originally just on the, the two and a half miles um, Super Oval. But last year they went to the road course that the single seaters use. But this year, for some reason. They decided to go to the Los Angeles Coliseum with a 440-yard quarter-mile circuit. Um, again, it was a bit like um, a bit like the race of champions, really. It was sort of very interesting, but very slow. But you know, nose to tail in 650 horsepower V8s bumping into each other. And it was it was again entertaining and good to see. Because this was the debut of the Gen 7, the new gen will be with us for another four years. Um, so it's exciting to see the new cars. If you're a NASCAR fan, there's a lot of interest. I mean, some of the things they put on that we'll laugh at as Europeans, they've got centre-locking wheels, you know, which we've had for about 300 years. So the great five nuts, whoop's gone. They've now got a sequential shift gearbox and an and a, a independent rear suspension. And NASCARs have had live solid rear axles until uh, wow. this new transition. So they've got a, a five-speed uh, transaxles, the gearbox at the back, like most modern GT cars. Um, you know, they've got, so they've now, which I think is a big shame, they've actually got petrol hoses for refueling. They go insane. So the great, I love the big fat <laughs> guy with a great big tank of fuel dumping it in. And I haven't seen many serious fires for ages in NASCAR, but anyway, they've gone to the safety of a hose fitting, rack and pinion steering, modern steering. Um, and all the cars, it's quite interesting, they built them. You have to buy the chassis, the big central sachet. They, they, they call them clips. So like a subframe on the front, subframe on the back, is clip them on. Amazing, just trying to get the, you know, the price down. Um, so yes, and I like the wheel, they've got a nice big wheel arch. They've got carbon or fiber, carbon fiber involved bodywork. I'll be 150 laps on the quarter mile. Joey Logano won in the in the Chevy, and uh, I think most people wanting uh, Kyle Busch to give him a tap in the last five or six laps. We didn't go get close enough, but it's great stuff. And I think if you're not a NASCAR fan, and I think the British, the, it's perfect for British touring car fans. NASCAR. Yeah. So if you haven't started watching it yet, British Touring Car, there's now a sponsor. So if you're an Ash Sutton fan or a Dan Camish fan with their brilliant-looking new Napa, this American auto spots that are moving into Britain, um, you can go straight now to Alaska and support the number nine, the Chase Elliott Chevy. So you've got, you've got a ready-made... Um, driver to follow if you're a British true car fan because the, th the thing about NASCAR is it is following a driver that makes the excitement for all those fans because you, know, you can have your driver running 30th two laps behind and he can still win the race you know you're never out of a NASCAR race all the pace cars the strategy so um, if you haven't got NASCAR yet they are touring car fans of Ash Sutton go and watch the Napa car in the, in the NASCAR why can't we have because... Napa why can't we have Napa as a sponsor they'll be the perfect sponsor for us <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you're always fishing. You're always fishing, aren't you? I like, anyway, I like the colours. They're very nice colours. The thing is, NASCAR have now started. It's, it's from now until November the 6th, they have two weekends off. Wow. And a Formula One boys can plenty about the pressure. I know, I know they don't change countries, but they, I think each state's pretty much as big as going around most yeah, of Europe. 3,000 miles from, from east to west. So they that? just get two weekends off. That's 36 brutal. weeks, 37, 37 races. 
how do you do um, that managing a family six. and a lifestyle and and you, you, sure, you i guess you turn up to the racetrack on a thursday you leave on sunday night but so maybe they've probably three... got two crews i bet i don't know they, because they keep all the best crews every weekend because the pit stops are so important you've got to keep your your crew together Anyone work but, in NASCAR? Let us know below or slide into Twitter. But we'd further comment on YouTube if, if possible, because uh, it's easier to have a little scoop. And of course, them, but... I'm going to watch the Daytona 500s with my Motor Passion. We have a corporate outing for exclusive Motor Passion guests. I'll be off next Wednesday. Right. So I'll be seeing you next Monday night. I can't wait to get out and watch them. Stop. But I'm terrified of COVID. I haven't worried about COVID until now. But to go to America, <laughs> You have to take a, a day before observed lateral flow. So you're on a Zoom meeting. And if you fail, you don't go the next day. So I'm just, I'm almost going to hide away for a right. week. Don't worry about it. I, I, got, I didn't oh. mention COVID. I was, just, I was just merely saying last week, I think it's wrong that Formula One, um, was it last week or week before? You anyway? did but, say that. Yeah, I tried yeah, to get make, make it no, compulsory. Oh, but uh, anyway. Back. COVID's getting very boring now. I hope it I hope it clears up very soon. Um, as long as it doesn't hit me in it six days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um also there's still that racing in the Middle East, but yeah, great stuff in the Middle East. The kids, I think that's a bit disparaging children. I don't like that. <laughs> this is very talented. Uh, very spending a fortune living out in the Middle East. It's madness. I'd have it banned if I was the FIA. Um However, You're a miserable kid, there's two you? series going, the F4 UAE, the Formula 4 series, and the two wins for Brazilians. And left. These are the names that are going to be up there in the future. Rafael Camara won two. Uh, Charlie Wurtz, son, of course, of Wurtz, the Formula 1 star, he won one. But the most interesting result of the F4 race, the reverse grid race, the last of the four races, was won by Alex Dunn, an Irish kid. Who's, um, he's, had some, he's had a fourth. He's been up in the top ten quite a lot. But... It was the reverse grid race, right? So Alex got into the lead early on. It must have started in, I don't know, in the top two or three. But it was a huge... So there have been crashes and red flags. I mean, every, the driving stands are appalling. I mean, again, due to bad <laughs> examples by certain people. And the race was red flagged. So Alex Dunn knew correctly to go back to the grid. But the Italian in second place, Andrea Antonelli, who's also a big star, he's a Ferrari Academy or Renault Academy. He's, he's one of few... He went into the pit lane. Because again, these children don't read the rules, you see, because they're too young to realise. <laughs> but, but everybody else followed him into the pit lane, all illegally. So the stewards, Dunn went round and sat on the grid on his own. He was the only <laughs> car that correctly, with a red flag, went back on the grid. So after much hoo-ha, they let all the people out of the pit lane again. Again, more a five-second penalty. So then Alex went off, got in the lead again. And he defended really well. And Antonelli, who started behind him, couldn't get um, more than five seconds ahead of him. I think he was got ahead of him, but couldn't get more ahead. So Alex done one. But anyway, a bizarre race. People um, are like sheep. You do unless you do know the rules. People are like sheep. You see, some, you see one or two people going in, and you think, I know. I've got to go in. But um, good news for Britain, because Aidan Neat, our leading driver out there, um, he picked up three more podiums. He's not won one. He was leading the last lap of one of the races when Kamara, I think, wheel-banged with him. So he, he's nearly won. But he's taken the lead in the championship by lots of steady podiums. He had three more podiums this weekend. Um, so good news for, for Britain that Neat's leading the F4. We don't have anyone in the other series that's doing the Formula Regional Asia, which is the other series. They're, they're both at the same tracks. So they've still got two more weekends of this. Uh, wins for uh, the Colombian Sebastian Montoya, son of Juan Pablo. The Swede Dino Beganadovic, Beganadovic, 
and the monogasque Arthur Leclerc, brother of, uh, of Charles Leclerc, of course, he's stretched his lead in that championship. But one thing, one thing I've noticed, you know, looking at this whole expanse of youngsters all trying to be Formula One stars, and you know, in those two series out in the Middle East, there's 76 or 67 drivers all out there spending, it must be half a million pounds each. Um, but this W Series, I mean, the whole thing about W Series, as I think most people understand, I mean, none of the people in it now are going to be Grand Prix drivers. Even Jamie, I think, is not quite good enough. The idea is it, it attracts more young girls' carts to get into single-seater racing. And that's the whole idea of the W Series. But, you know, out of those 70, 67, only two girls are in it. And they're both sisters from UAE. Um, who, they're about 20th and 23rd in the points. So if W Series is working, you know, we're still not getting, you know, talent, we're not finding talented girls. So there's no talented girls in this winter series in uh, Saudi Arabia and Bahrain. You know, it's going to be a long, long time before we find Maxine Schumacher or um, I just Louise don't think it's Hamilton. A, I don't think it's mainstream enough for, for females, for girls. I think um, if you're into motor sport, motor racing, and your family are or your friends growing up, then you're probably going to be into it. Look at Wikipedia, Jamie Chadwick, etc. But yeah. But I don't think girls are going to put it on TV and say, oh, wow, there's girls driving, because they've got helmets on, they're driving cars. It could be boys, yeah. girls, it doesn't... And I just don't... But then, the, then the W Series just becomes a sideshow, you know. Well, a very wealthy sideshow for those participants well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the frustration for the men that are, are struggling to, to make a salary. And I'm not being, again, disparaging to the girls, because Jamie Chabot's clearly incredibly talented, as they all are, yeah. me and, and, and the girls are... Uh, Right on it, but um, yeah, it's a shame. Maybe Where over the next couple of years, going? two or three years, what's going to happen there? With uh, with with uh, we may get an influx of girls and see our first Formula One female star uh, joining the grid as well, which would be good. Still many years away. Did you? And see... that's of course Jamie. Well, Jamie, you know, gets a huge backer. She could buy her way in, same as you know, she won't Russian do that. boy. Be, I, I just I, she wouldn't do that because she's too competitive. She doesn't want to be. I think she's still trying to get into Formula 3, which is good to hear, because that's what they have to do. We have to get a girl, you know, a woman um, into Formula 3 and Lady. Formula 2. Lady. She, her. But anyway, so, talking, of, talking of pointless theories, um, the only race this weekend is Formula E. No, I shouldn't have said <laughs> that. Sideshows, another sideshow, the F, which is a good place for um, men that want to go and earn a lot of money and race in a very professional series. Well, in Mexico I City. That'd be quite nice to go to that one. Why don't we get invited to any of this stuff? Because we slag them off. Enough. Now we, we slag them off. Much. I speak very positively about them. Actually, Mexico City track is one of the better Formula E races because it's, you know, half out on a proper racetrack. Well, Formula, um, e, Formula E has all the ingredients to be a phenomenal series, but it's not racing. When you've got to conserve power, that's not a race. So it has everything. It's got sexy cars, got razzmatazz, it's got amazing drivers. But again, nice locations, but it's just not racing. Um, I'll tell you Mexico, racing. The, the crowds, and the only thing the Formula really love going to Mexico, <laughs> the crowds they get. Mexicans are just, they, the Formula One, that stadium section, even Formula E, they're all out there going mental, they love it. But there's no Mexican drivers there. There wasn't, there used to be a Mexican driver in Formula E. There might be one now still. La Cucaracha? La Cucaracha. You're making what, them up. Do you know what La Cucaracha is? You know the song? No. La Cucaracha, La Cucaracha. No. It's cockroach. The cockroach, the cockroach. That's what you think about. What the uh, Mexicans sing about a cockroach? La cucaracha, la cucaracha. Why have they made a song about a cockroach? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, do you ever? Do you go on Instagram very often? You're on Instagram. You're a big deal on Instagram. But do no, you go on I don't. Instagram? I just look, okay. Because somebody know. tagged you on a post. <laughs> because from the race of remembrance we did in November, 
He wants your comment. Oh, I this. saw that. Yeah. But was that you that hit him? No, it wasn't me. I don't hit people. It was. I it did was watch it. Guest. To be I it did our, watch it. Yes, it was our guest from. He was. It um, was your car. It was your it was car, car. It was the love oh, was cars it? car. The paddle cars, love cars car. Was and that Danny Holland was me? driving it. Who's our guest from Mission Motorsport? He was. He's got PTSD. Served in Afghanistan. And and this guy is still going on about it now. It's just November. He's still going on. Like, you see it, my car. It was a classic. Just you know, he just moved in, turned in, and the your car was already there. Was by looks of it, it was just a biff. It was a classic was traffic, you know, because he was obviously in a slower a much, car, a much slower car, turning in. And should Dana have? Uh, he's, already seen, he's, he's already committed. He's already committed. And it's, mm. and I see it from both sides, and I feel sorry for the guy. There's nothing worse. Somebody did put them car. out of the race. I mean, how bad no, they he didn't. The they finished third on the podium. Those guys. So it didn't ruin their race. It just affected it a little bit. But um, and apparently, so I'm told by a, a very um, <laughs> so inside information is that he only damaged his car because he carried on driving, which you and I would do anyway. But the damage occurred by keep driving anyway. Anyway, <sighs> anyway. You know. anyway. So all we got to do is talk about next week. So I'd be very nice. It's Formula E. I shall watch the qualifying. Is good Formula E. And we'll the see how the race goes. Because my party's just arrived. I can hear the doorbell going. <laughs> Formal ring next week. And we're going to ask you questions next week, as we were going to do this week. So uh, what about my packing for Daytona? i got to go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Paul. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.